A football coach gets sued by the ACLU, which launches him into ministry to lead the battle in the culture war. My name is Mark Harrington, and you're listening to Activist Radio, Radio on the Mark Harrington Show. Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support Created Equal by going to createdequal.org. Today on my program, uh, my good friend Dave Dabemeyer is my guest. Coach Dave, thanks for being on the program. Great, Mark. Thanks for inviting me in, and I just always tell everybody that you're one of the guys that really launched me into ministry by teaching me just how to do a simple newsletter and Brother, we're on 20-some years down the road, and uh, owe a lot of thanks to you. Well, that'll be on my gravestone. Yeah, I taught <laughs> yeah. Dave Dabemeyer how to write a newsletter. There you go, brother. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Well, Coach, what I do, I mm. wanted to do today, I wanted to talk to you about what's going on in the culture war. Uh, you got a lot of questions for you. Someone, you, you've been a veteran in this battle for a long time. But before we get into that, I want to I go back in time to the 1990s. And uh, let's talk about when you were sued by the ACLU for um, praying with your football team. That's what got you launched into leading God's team in the culture war. So if you would take us back two decades ago, uh, back to when you were coaching football at London High School. 1997. And uh, Mark, I'd had a born again experience uh, about 10 years previous to that. And, and, uh, and the Lord, uh, plucked us up and put us down in London, Ohio, and uh, promised that, uh, you know, he'd do great work through us. And we did, we won a lot of football games, did a lot of great stuff. And in 1997, through a series of events, got sued by the ACLU for having prayer with our football team, went through a two-year battle, eventually won the battle with the ACLU. They offered us an out-of-court settlement. But at the end of that, Mark, uh, it was the year uh, 2000, was the 1999-2000 football season was my last year. I, I quit it quit coaching, laid it all down. I didn't get fired. People think I lost my job. I didn't. I laid down mm -hmm. my job and started past the salt ministries because I saw, as I tell everybody, the British are coming, that what was, what was coming over the anti God wave that was rolling across America. And I thought if I can just get out and tell the pastors and awaken them, maybe we have a chance to, to fight that, to fight this battle. So I've been at it uh, again, almost 20 years. And, uh, uh Still paddling well, you know, hard, brother. The first time I met you, Coach, I actually didn't meet you in, in person. I interviewed you on WCVO yep. here in Columbus for your yep. call. I remember that. It's yeah. the first time I've I heard your voice, and man, was that uh <laughs> that was a that was a moment etched in time, brother. I mean, Amen. Because well, I, 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 mean, I brought we a whole I brought a whole different message, didn't I, Mark? It wasn't you a, did. yeah, it wasn't a layover and take it. It was a stand up and fight yeah. message. And uh be honest, uh that's still not well well received today in in the American church, but we're getting there, aren't we, brother? We're getting well, there. The people realize an awakening that, happening. That's right. There's a great great awakening going on for sure. By the way, there's going to be a rude awakening before there's a great awakening, and we're in yeah. the midst of that rude awakening right now. We are. So my guest again is Dave Dobbenmeyer, Coach Dave, and you can go to uh, CoachDaveLive.com. He hosts a program. Also, uh, every morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, calls it the huddle. And uh, if you want to pick up that program, go to CoachDaveLive.com. Uh, Coach, let's get into it here. We want to talk about uh, turning the tide in the culture war. I think a lot of people are depressed. 
over the election results. They're seeing what's happening with the Biden administration uh, moving at light speed. This moral revolution, it's a wave that's taken over America. And it just seems like a lot of people are, 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 are really sitting back and just watching it and not getting in the fight. And so what I want to do, I want to talk to you about what you think the keys to victory are. You know, we, we're both veterans of this culture war. We've seen uh, good times and bad, mostly bad, honestly, with uh, what's yeah. going on politically. Right. But, you know, we've survived the Clinton years. We survived the Obama years. I think the Biden years are worse than all of those put together. But when we look at this, um, why do you believe that it seems anyway that evil is flourishing in the land? Because it is. And uh, Mark, uh, you know, I'm not blowing smoke up, up your skirt or anything like that. But you know this, that very few people in this culture war that we're in, if we were to call ourselves a team, God's team, whatever you want to. Yeah, there are very, there are very few people within this fight, Mark, that you can really, really trust. I know that yeah. I can call you no matter what's going on. You'll help me and you can call me and I'll help you. But yeah. the truth, truth is that's not that's not clear. I'll clear across the spectrum, Mark. That's that certainly isn't true. And what's yeah. happened is most of us, like like you've said to me a number of times, you know, your issue is abortion. And mm-hmm. praise God, you don't have you don't have time nor the ability to fight other battles. But there mm-hmm. are other people who are fighting other battles. And yeah. I think in, in order for us to be successful in this broad cultural war, which is a nothing more than a spiritual war that's playing out before us, the only way we're going to win it, Mark, is if you and I work together. And you mm-hmm. and I and Linda Harvey, I could throw out a lot of different names. We can't, we can't right. just, we can no longer can continue to operate just in our own silos, doing our own ministries. We have to figure out a way that we can reach across uh, ministries, unify, uh, work together, and uh, only then are we going to be able to win. The left is so unified, Mark. Oh, you got to mm-hmm. look at it, man. They are so unified, and in, in a lot of ways, we seem to be so 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 separated. Again, my uh, my friend is uh, my friend. He is my friend. Uh, Coach Dave's with me today. Uh, Coach, I'm going to read a scripture to you here. This is Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Jesus said, "I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves." Also, he said in Luke chapter 16, verse 8, he said this, and his ma- this is after the, uh, the master complimented the manager for uh, you know, settling his debts. And he said, and his master complimented the unrighteous manager because he had acted shrewdly for the sons of this age, Jesus said, wow. are more shrewd in relation to their own kind than the sons of light. And I use this verse all the time to talk about the God-hating left, how they work together in unison. There's no circular firing squad. They're not shooting arrows at each other. They have their, their, their proverbial guns trained on what they see to be the enemy. Unfortunately, we don't see that in the church. Uh, we see uh, fighting and division, like you say, not working together. Why is that? Why can't we just get along like good old Rodney King said? Well, first of all, Mark, I think I, uh, without this sounding arrogant, although I don't really care if it does, I I believe I bring bring an expertise to this battle that most people don't have. And that's the fact that 
how does a coach played football? Yep, that's right. And, and I understand putting a team together, and I understand the desire of the individual player to want to play where he wants to play, the way he wants to play. Do and understand that that, that doesn't work, right? Now I would always tell our football guys, listen, if you think this thing's about you, you're in the wrong place. It isn't about you, right? It's about us. Mm-hmm. And so those of us who are in this the in the ministry business, and it is a business of folks. It's a business. I'm sorry. It's a ministry business. Those of us who are in the ministry business have to realize that we're just part of this battle. This is a, you know, in a football field, you got sinners and guards and tackles and tight ends. And folks, I don't know if you know this or not, during the course of the of football practice, most of those guys are practicing by themselves. The sinners and guards go one place, the tackles and tight ends go another place, the running backs go, they, they, they're doing their own thing. They're practicing their craft. But at mm-hmm. the end of the practice, we'll bring them all together. And each right. one of them brings their specific skill, talent to the team effort, and they do what it is. So somebody calls 26 power. That means one thing to the center. It means something else to the tackle. It means something else to the wide receiver. And they hear in the huddle, 26 power called. They all know what they're supposed to do, and they practice their craft. But, Mark, here in, in uh, this Christian business that we're in here, we just operate on one play. Now, for you, the play is mm-hmm. abortion. For someone else, the, the play might be child trafficking. For somebody else, it might be education. For someone else, it might be the homosexual agenda. But Mark, isn't there a way that you can help me in my battle? Not do, not do what I'm doing, not do my job. But Mark, Woody Hayes said that the greatest invention that ever changed football was the double team block. Why, in the, why have we not yet in the church, in religious ministries, figured out the effectiveness of the double team block? And so that's why I think that we're in the mess that we're in. We all block alone. We all play alone. And uh, the Lord himself said that where there was unity, he would command the blessing. That's what we need to have. Well, it's true. And, you know, we have a common enemy, and that's the evil one who's out to kill and rob and destroy. I mean, he's our common enemy. We should be able to lock arms and work together to defeat that enemy and not just work solely independently on our own particular issue. See, it's all about issues. It we, is. It is. We have our little issues. No, they're all one big issue, and that is the enemy of our souls, right? It's, di- it's, different. it's, diff- it's different branches of the Lord's, I'm sorry, of the devil's army, Mark. Right. Different di- different group. They're attacking different places, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so, so let me give this, paint this illustration, because this is the way that I see it, Mark. And I know that you would operate with me this way. Right? I know this. That if I said right now, hey, listen, Mark, I've been working really, really hard on this education issue, and we've really got these, we've got this congressman, we're really bombarding. Hey, Mark, could you email your people and have your people, I'll give you a script, have your people call that congressman and put the pressure on? Could we get 500 calls to that congressman? Could we do that? Mark, I know yeah, you, no would do you would do that. You would help, right? It, it wouldn't pull, it wouldn't pull you away from created equal in the ministry that you're doing, but you could email your group and say, hey, listen, here, here's the script. Call this guy and do this. Mark, this is what the left does. And we don't do it at all because why we say, well, that's not my, you know, that's not my ministry. That's, that's not, not my am. thing. Yeah. Well, and I also, do. you know, unfortunately, I think a, a lot of this has become, um, you know, a job for a lot of people. I mean, right. it's become a a career, if you will. I, oh, I keep telling I'm people I'm either. working myself out of a job. I, I'm working, trying to work myself out of this job. I, I'd rather go back to doing something different than this if I could. But unfortunately, after 50 years of legal abortion, you had these entrenched organizations 
that are massive money machines. Uh, we have huge platforms that people have built. It's become about them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and I think that's the difference. You see it, Coach. I see it. You know the ones that are in it for the right reasons, and so do I. That's right. And so I want to build a bridge, Mark. That, boy, that sounds <laughs> – that's a great term, isn't it? But I do. <laughs> I, I, want to, I don't want to just build a bridge. I'm, I want to lock arms. And this has always been my, my uh, approach. Mark, if you need help doing something there, created equal, listen, can I tell you the truth? I got a million things on my plate, all right? But if mm-hmm. you call me and say, hey, coach, can you help me with this? I'm going to do it. You say, coach, would you email this out to your group? Yeah, I'll email it out to my group. Hey, Mark, tell me what you need me to say, and uh, and I'll, I'll get it out to all of them, and we'll make those calls for you. But, Mark, you would admit this. Even just if, if you just stayed just in pro-life circles, just the pool that you swim in, Mark, you guys don't play together. You don't play together. Not even or, within that or, or Yeah, within that no. group of people, you think. Yeah. Whether we're concerned about who's going to get the credit for it or. It's um, awful. It's all donor lists, all that kind right. of stuff, right? Well, when, you and I know those who are, who are in it for real. And, you know, I can count them basically on maybe two hands, not just one, two hands. Uh, hey, Mr. Producer, if you would, I want you to cue up the, uh, the video clip there of uh, Jimmy Stewart. This is this is taken from a movie I think it was made in 1939. It goes way back. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this clip. It's a great clip talking about lost causes. And I want to talk about that with you, Coach, uh, about the culture war in America. Is it a lost cause? Is the abortion issue a lost cause? All the other stuff, gender, you know, the moral revolution is a lost cause. I want to play this clip. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. So Mr. Smith goes to Washington and he he gets this idea. He wants to start a boys club. And then the senators there, which he, he respected very much in the past, turn on him and start spreading all kinds of lies about him. And so this is the uh, the pretty much the, uh, you know, the, the pinnacle of the movie at the end. And his name is Senator Jefferson Smith. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. And he talks hmm. about lost causes. Go ahead and play that clip. I guess this is just another lost cause, Mr. Payne. <laughs> All you people don't know about lost causes. Mr. Payne does. He said once they were the only causes worth fighting for. And he fought for them once. For the only reason any man ever fights for them. of just one plain, simple rule. Love thy neighbor. And in this world today, full of hatred, a man who knows that one rule has a great trust. You know that rule, Mr. Payne. And I loved you for it just as my father did. And you know that you fight for the lost causes harder than for any others. Yes, you even die for them. Like a man we both knew, Mr. Payne. You think I'm licked? You all think I'm licked? Well, I'm not licked. And I'm gonna stay right here and fight for this lost cause, even if this room gets filled with lies like these. And the tailors and all their... Well, Coach, he talks about lost causes. You know, it was Winston Churchill said that lost causes are the only causes worth fighting for. Right, uh, right. I think it's true. And, and, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington talking about this Senator Payne, who was a good man, who stood for all the right things, sold out 
And mm-hmm. what we're seeing across the board almost entirely, and I don't want to paint a broad brush here, but is a sellout of the Christian church to those on the cultural left. Um, and, you know, the question I have for you in the in the aftermath of the election, now we've got the Biden administration and this stuff is just being shoved down our throats left and right. Every single day you wake up with a new new thing happening. Uh, is it a lost cause? Is the abortion issue a lost cause? The, the uh, homosexual agenda, is, is that a lost cause? All the other things that matter. Uh, are we going, you know, is it inevitable? So, so Mark, I, I, I learned early in my coaching career. Are, are you ready for this, folks? If you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> right. So if you think it's a lost cause, it's a lost cause. And I, I, I hesitate to go here, although I don't really care. Uh, the truth of the matter, Mark, a lot of what we're dealing with is theological. Mm, that's right. And the idea that, uh, well, coach, just look, huh? Things are just getting worse. By the way, it's what the Bible says it's going to do. Is there anything Wrong. we can do? Fall back and try to save the equipment. Mark, I was a football coach. I can't even tell you how many football games that I coached. 150, 160 high school football games. I'm going to tell you something, brother. I never once thought I was going to lose. Never once. Now, everybody else thought maybe thought we would. Everybody had a clear-thinking mind. No matter what, I always figured, even in the midst of somebody who was much better than us, maybe they'll fumble, maybe they'll throw an interception, maybe they'll get a late. We're going to figure out a way to win this game. And so, Mark, we're dealing with a mentality in the Christian church, brother, a defeatism, right? right? It's a defeatism. It's pre-written history. We're living it out. Mark, what if this? What if ours, it isn't, folks, but what if our salvation depended? What if God visited every one of us in our sleep and he said to us, listen, Coach Dave, none of your family is going to make it to heaven if you don't end abortion. Mark, would Mm -hmm. I have a cavalier attitude about it if that was the case? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't (laughs) have that cavalier. But we have just the opposite, right? Just, hey, fall back, save the equipment, get your family saved, and then watch the world go to hell. And Mark, I'm going to tell you something. For you to know to do good and not to do it to you, it is sin. And I think that pre living out pre-written history is one of the greatest sins of the Christian church. Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer is my guest today. Go to CoachDaveLive.com. He hosts a huddle every uh, day, every weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern time. You can pick it up by going to CoachDaveLive.com. You're listening to your radio activists here on the Mark Harrington Show. And, folks, you can pick up this program on Facebook, Twitter, and all the YouTube accounts. We have a, a personal page. We also have the Created Equal YouTube page. And I'm also broadcast on America Family America's Family Radio. That's 180 stations. You can go to AFR.net. And, of course, it's available on any of your popular podcasting platforms. Uh, Coach. I want to end with this. We got about five minutes left in the program. I want to talk about the government. Uh, you know, Jesus said, render under Caesar the things that are Caesar and render under God what is God's. And I think, obviously, this is one of those passages that's been so uh, misinterpreted over the years and currently as well to basically teach Christians that whatever the government says, you got to obey. Um, has the church yielded its authority to the civil government? Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, Mark, you know, in this thing we've gone through with COVID, and they talk about yep. essential and non-essential. 
you know, it wasn't the government that closed the churches, Mark. It was the churches right. that closed the churches, right? That's right. Yeah, it was the churches that did that. See, Jesus, if I, Mark, if you took Paula, your uh, lovely wife Paula, out to, to dinner tonight, and uh, you had to go to the bathroom, and when you got up, you said, hey, Paula, I'll be back. Save my seat. And you went back, and you came back, and somebody else is sitting in your seat. Wouldn't you look at her and say, Paul, what are you, what are you doing? Why didn't you save my seat? Mark, Jesus said, occupy till I come. He said, save me a seat. I'm coming back. huh? And Mark, have yeah. we done that? We haven't, no. we haven't saved the seat. We put somebody else in the seat. We put somebody else in that chair. Christ, all power is given unto me, he said. All power. And Mark, right. he's left the chair, and we put somebody else in it. And we're just praying that he's not going to come back and sit in that chair anymore. He's going to pull us all out of here, and we have no accountability or no responsibility for anything going on around us. It's rather, it's, it's a great, great deception, I believe. Well, you know, and it's also the, the as you say, theology. It's right. theology that, you know, we don't have a responsibility to our culture. We don't have a responsibility to our government that we can pick and choose where we spend our time and effort. And there's different, you know, we can hand over the government to the God haters. That's OK, as long as mm -hmm. we're preaching the gospel, you know, we're getting people saved, which, by the way, we're really not doing a very good job at that either. Well, I mean, I love I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love people say that. Just preach the gospel. I say, OK, go for it. Do it. And yeah. find out half the time they're not. They don't even do that, Mark. And by the no. way, render unto Caesar. Hey, dudes, God is Caesar. All right. <laughs> God is Caesar. So this 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 idea, ask yourself this in the whole world. If you are a Christian and you believe that God is in control of the whole world, can somebody tell me what he doesn't own? Can somebody tell me anything Caesar owns that doesn't belong to God? Mark, I, I've, I've, I've pondered that. Is there anything Caesar has that doesn't belong to God? Nope. Nope. It's all God's, right? It's all God's. So render under Caesar that which is Caesar and render under God that which is God's. So what you think the government is in control of that God's not in control of, to me, exposes your heart. How can abortion, Mark, still be legal in America? How can that, with all the churches and all the Christians, how can it possibly still be legal? Well, Fra Francis Schaefer answered that. He said that abortion center down the street is open at the permission of the church. I mean, mm -hmm. they have tacitly approved of this. Otherwise, we'd have them shut down in a day. I mean, mm -hmm. it would just take, we just don't think abortion is as bad as it is. We don't think it really kills a human being. And all the other evils, we just don't really think it's all that bad, right? I mean, we think that we, we need to be doing these things, not this. Coach, we got about uh, a minute left. I want you to wrap this up. Can we turn the tide in the culture war? I, I, I talk to people. There are a lot of people that are discouraged out there. Uh, and, and, you know, we're trying to keep our focus on, uh, you know, changing hearts and minds day by day, one at a time, and preaching the gospel and doing all we can. We're being faithful to the call on our lives. But I think a lot of people are just throwing up their hands and saying, you know what, I give up. Yeah, but you know what my wife tells me? God bless my wife. Good thing to have a, a good good uh, partner. Amen. Wife. She, said, yeah. uh, she said to me the other day, she said, honey, they're not uh, the separation of the sheep and the goats. We hear that a lot. She says, but you know what's really going on? She says, it's a separation of the sheep and the real sheep. And Mark, I thought, bingo, is that ever it? So, 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 folks, I'm telling you, listen, there is a revival beginning outside of the church. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, 
The churches are not the institutional in, church is what you mean. Yes, the institutional yeah. church. And so yeah. we saw what happened with with Lynn Wood and and General Flynn and all those folks down in Oklahoma last week. And the Pillow yeah. Man now has a has a website that has four yeah. four hundred million visitors. Mark, something's Great. going on outside the as you would say the institutional church i have great great anticipation and great confidence that something something big that mark the rude awakening before the great awakening and we're in the midst of the rude <laughs> awakening like right now yep all right coach so, so tell us about your program and let's wrap it up i know hey, that you're uh, you're on every set 7 a.m every every uh, day of the week tell us about it well it's mainly so if you you know if it's it's not uh it's not pushover territory and uh, we got Mark. We just had an event here in in, uh, in uh, Newark, Ohio. Where we had twenty three different states represented. People from twenty three wow. different states came. That's so awesome. you go to go to coachdavelive.com and we do a daily podcast. It's up there. It's uh, you can watch it afterwards. In other words, it's archived. It's free. But if you really want to. You want some gravel in your gut? Get up with this. Well, what's different about it, Coach? You got people coming in. It's like a live uh, Zoom call in yeah, a way, right? Yeah, that's right. And so, in the how many hundred? Oh, hundreds. And so, in the multitude of many counselors, there's great wisdom. I throw some red meat on the table and we chew it up together. Because, friends, listen to me. There's a lot of things that you've been taught that simply are not true. My guest today has been Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer. Go to CoachDaveLive.com to find out more and tune in on his program, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to the Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.